podcast. I'm Ryan, here with Austin. You're so official at this. We, like, never have good openings. And Jack, also. That, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's... I got nothing. <laughs> it's sounding rehearsed. We're here and we're alive. I thought you were going to say we're here and we're queer. <laughs> Why would he say that? I don't know. Oh, crap. I'm sorry. I kicked everything. You kick everything. Yeah. You're good well, at it. it's hot in here, and I say we get to our beverages. Okay. Please. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Here's our beverages. All right, what are we? What are we even drinking? We're drinking hardworking, easy drinking, full <laughs> throttle energy drink, original citrus flavor. There's a, a motto on the back here. It says, "We live scars, white knuckles, and no regrets. Broken bodies that refuse to quit. Graveyard shifts we never miss. Fearless and peerless, unstoppable, undefeated, unbroken. We peerless. live full <clears throat> throttle." What the heck does peerless mean? Without people. Peerless. That's pretty good. I don't think you'd want to say that your company that is, is peerless. Yeah, for real. But that's really good. It's smooth. But this is the most American-looking energy drink I've ever seen in There's my life. There's an eagle. He's holding a, a piston, piston and a wrench. <laughs> the blue-collar energy drink. This was, is an. At first, when I thought I thought he was holding a hammer and a sickle, or maybe I was just <laughs> I was hoping that he was holding a hammer and a sickle. <laughs> that's funny. So well, I, what would you give that out of ten? I like that one. Eight and a half. I'll give it a solid eight. Eight as well. It's I, good stuff. I don't know. Well, I like the Monster Mango, whatever Fiesta, whatever that one's the called. Ultra Fiesta. That one was pretty good. That one is good. Is that your favorite? Probably. Well, I like that one a lot too. I think the white one's my favorite. Yeah. I don't know what it's called. What is it called? Zero Ultra. Yeah. Zero white Ultra. Flavor. Wow. Really? It's called White Flavor? No, I Probably. think it's just called Zol- Zero Ultra. It's so they're, racist. They're all called... There's like Zero Ultra. There's Absolute Zero. There's There's like, a terrible naming scheme. There's like five different Zero Ultras. And then they have like Ultra Paradise. It's the green one. The green one's good. Remember that day we got that those? Work. Those were freaking good. Hey, Google. Turn on light. Wow, that takes so long. Yeah, it's because my phone was locked. <laughs> Turn off the light, Ryan. Oh, yep. Yeah. Here we go. Ooh, there we go. Setting the mood. Dark and... It's heating up. That we hurt may me. Need to, we may need to take our shirts off soon, guys. Wow. It is warm. And he was the one saying we're here and queer. See, he he heard what he wanted to hear. <laughs> It's like that one text you sent me that one time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I said Jack, I invited Jack to play basketball. And he's like, I'm not coming, I'm fat. And then I sent something of like, I'm also fat, but it autocorrected to, I'm also gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So it was I the... sent him like 10 messages of like, trying to gay. correct it. I have, one, I have a kid with a girl. I'm not gay. I like girls. <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. That's yeah, funny. I gotta find that. That was just. There it is. 
So let's see. You said basketball tonight at eight. You down? And I said I'm no good at basketball, my man. He says, "Well, I suck too, and I'm gay." <laughs> he said, "No, I meant to type fat." And it auto-corrected, I'm not gay, I have a kid with a woman, I like women, I'm not gay. <laughs> it's like 13 messages in a row. I was I was crying. I was laughing so that hard. Was so funny. Well, in the words of Seinfeld, not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, some other interesting news. You'll appreciate this. Nate is moving back to Utah. Are you serious? Yeah, he's got a job in Salt Lake, so he's coming back. Wow. So, yeah, it's going to be fun. Cool. Good for him. Yeah. Well, moving on. To Uh, Space News? Yes, Space News is a little different today. Going with the theme of our show, I thought I would do Florida Man News. Uh, Today's episode is on Florida. Yes. So Never mind, they can read the title. They probably knew that by now. (laughs) For those of you who have been off the interwebs for a while, Florida Man is a viral thing of florida people do crazy shiz all the time so if you look up florida man and a date it will give you a crazy headline of what a florida man has done on that date so today's date is august 12th and this is the florida man headline of august 12th florida man sprays women with roach spray breaks out nunchucks over loud music cops say A Florida man has been accused of spraying his neighbors with roach spray and attempting to use nunchucks on them, hitting himself in the head instead over a loud music complaint. Larry Darnell Adams of Daytona Beach. Larry Darnell Adams. Darnell. (laughs) Those names don't fit together. Larry and Darnell. No, no, not at all. Uh, Is charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon and aggravated battery with a deadly weapon. You think nunchucks are a deadly weapon? In the right hands, apparently not in Larry Darnell's <laughs> hands, but hit himself in the head. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, they were celebrating an 18th birthday in a car. Apparently, Adams got upset. In a car? Yes, they were listening to music in a car. <laughs> With nunchucks? At like, no, he was in his house. Oh. People were outside <laughs> listening to music in a car, and he got upset and went and... Uh, and went and freaked out on them with some nunchucks ah, okay. and rope spray. And then so, whacked himself in the face. himself in the face. I'm sure he, like, sprayed them with spray and then tried to dazzle them with his amazing nunchuck skills. <laughs> but epically failed. So that is the Florida Man news of the day. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> so that's not space news? No, that's, that's space news. No space news. Uh, the, the space news is that the Perseid meter shower is going on right now. Hey! So that's fun. It peaked, I think, tonight or last night, but you can see it for the next couple days. But is that our hemisphere? Yes. That would be the northern hemisphere? The ES. <laughs> Don't give them our location. <laughs> northern, they're, they're tracking us now. Hemisphere, yes. <laughs> they're at the door. Never eat soggy waffles. <laughs> okay, got it. I watched you do that and, re- and knew it was backwards from... Me sitting right here. You are terrible with directions. What? You went never eat soggy waffles or something. Never eat. Oh, from from my from my north is thing. not up. North is always up. North is not up. <clears throat> Space is up. North. 
<laughs> south. The devil is south. Actually, up is the Z axis. I thought that was the X axis. X is this way. X is this way. Y is this way. Z is this way. I thought Y was. I, I give up. Well, if you're doing it in 2D, then yes. But if you're oh, I'm a 2D kind of guy. So. Mm, God view. Wow. Oh, it was me that time. Dadgum. I think last episode we didn't have one, yeah, though. The last two, I don't think we have. Wow. Yeah, look at that. The last two, when Ryan was gone, <laughs> had any mishaps. Well, it's usually me, so. Yeah. I'm always the one kicking the table, though, so I guess it equals out. Yep. All right, let's move on to the encounter. Yes. Encounter. Of the, I, I don't want to say day episode, I guess. All right. First time seeing this, as per usual, titled, Saw a person walking towards me in the basement of the rehab center where I worked. Wow. It's a long title. Let's see. Does it say what kind of rehab center? Uh, maybe if you let me read the story. Hey, well, come on. What's... I'm on the edge of my seat here. Let's get going. Okay, okay. It says, and I quote, my freshman year of high school. It I says, w- and I quote? Yes, actually. <laughs> it actually starts with mobile plus sorry for my grammar mistakes. Ah. But, you know, I'll let that slide. My freshman year of high school, I worked at a rehab center at a, as a dietary aide. The majority of patients there were elderly folk so there haven't had their messed that sentence up. <laughs> Pardon for my grammar. <laughs> the majority of patients there were elderly folk, so there had been a few deaths. It was the beginning of my shift, and I had just gotten out of school, so I was in a hurry to get to the basement where the kitchen was. Is there a date on this? Mm. This is, I take it, it's pre-coronavirus. Oh well. I mean, if it was just submitted within in the last week or so, and it says my freshman year of high school, I yeah, take it it's yeah. more than a couple years. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Good call. But I don't see a specific date, no. The layout of the building was pretty simple. All patients were roomed on the first floor, and the dining room was also on the first. The break... Hmm. The basement had a laundry room, kitchen, break room, and physical therapy room. The laundry room is in the hallway right before the kitchen. I was walking past and saw an outline of a person walking toward me in the dark. It really freaked me out, so I was just pretending like I didn't notice and jogged to the kitchen door. I put it out of my head until later so I could focus on my job, but later, between serving dinner, I talked to the cook. I was mostly like, haha, that was scary. Do you think it was just someone else? I don't know if he was messing with me, but apparently most of the staff that had worked in the basement had similar experiences. The thing is, none of the lights in the basement are manual. If it had been someone else, the lights should have turned on automatically the second they started walking towards me. Also, no, no one in the kitchen, no one but kitchen staff was at work that night, so there was no reason for anyone to be in the laundry room because the cook was already in the kitchen when I got there and my partner for the night shift showed up late. Not to mention the basement is already pretty spooky 
It's very poorly lit and has creepy paintings from kids. Plus, it's all concrete and exposed piping. That's you, that. Do you think this person thinks all pictures from kids are creepy or just... I think all pictures from kids are creepy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get that. I feel like... I feel like there are some pictures that are creepy, but... I don't think all pictures from kids are creepy. Well, de- define kid. <laughs> like 16-year-old, is that's like a kid, but is that a kid? Or are we talking like four? Like elementary. That's just scribbles at that point. That's it's what my nephews do. They just grab a crayon and go... It's adorable until they, until they draw a closet with... A bunch of black crayon on the inside, and then Who you see that, this. That's probably what they drew. Odd figure, just when the lighting is just right, and you see <laughs> something poking around the corner. Oh, I read a story. Here's like a bonus encounter for you guys that I just kind of happened across on the internet today. There was somebody that posted like on I don't know if it was Reddit or Twitter or something, but they were watching a. Um, 9-11 documentary and their daughter was with them in the room like coloring on a coloring book or something and uh, she was like three or four they said and they said specifically at the beginning we've never talked to her about the concept of death and we've never talked to her about what 9-11 even is not that she'd ever be right. able to understand. Right. Three. And plus, there, she's only three or four, so she wouldn't know even if we tried to tell her kind of thing. And they made that clear. I was like, what does that have to do with anything? And so, like, halfway through the thing, like, almost, like, immediately after it showed footage of the second plane crashing in, um, she looks up and then looks at the TV for a second and goes, I remember that. I died there. And then stops and looks and keeps drawing. God. And then they were like, what the heck? <laughs> and they're like, they're like, died where? And then she, every time they tried to ask her about it, she'd just say, I don't want to talk about it. What? And then every, they said, and this was like a few years ago, they said, and they said every single time 9-11 is brought up or like on the news or in the newspaper or anything at all, and she sees it every single time she says, I, I don't want to look at it or can you please change the channel or um, I'd rather not talk about this or anything like that. Like weird. I was like, whoa, <laughs> Austin, if your daughter said something, something weird like that, would that like make you question a lot of things? Dude, I would freak out. Okay. I remember when my daughter was like newborn, newborn, like up to like six months old. And she would just, like, look in the corners of rooms and smile and, like, follow stuff around the rooms. And you hear that with, like, all babies. Yeah. But, like, that would creep me out. So <laughs> her doing something like that would freak me out. But, like, along those same lines, have you guys heard of any of the stories where, like, I listened to one the other day on a podcast where um, there was, a like, an unsolved murder in an area. And, um, so, like, it got brought into the public eye again after years of it going cold and there was this like seven-year-old kid who told his mom like mom i, I know like i know what happened like that was me that got killed Ugh, and what i know where my body is and wait what 
So he's like, Mom, I know, like, I, I'm... Oh, right, because it was a cold case. Yeah, it was a cold case. I thought you were saying that, like, a guy was killed, and then a seven-year-old heard that the guy was killed, and then was like, yeah, that was me, but I'm thinking, like... No, this was a a cold case from years ago. That's crazy. And so then the seven-year-old sees it on the TV or in the news or something, and is like, hey, like, that's me, like, I know about that case, I was the one that died. And the mom's, like, freaked out, and the son's like, I can, I can help them, like, I can show them where my body is, and, and where like you know everything that's going on and um he's like yeah it was the neighbor guy like he killed me like neighbor like a couple houses down killed me and um so the like the mom called the police and the police came and they went to the guy's house found the body where he said it was buried and the kid i guess the body i don't remember how it was killed i think it was killed like he murdered axe murdered him or something and the kid had a birthmark, like, where the axe what? killed the body. Like, the freakiest thing. He had a birthmark in the exact same spot. Wow. In, like, the same shape as this, where this guy got chopped up with an axe or something. Like, weirdest stuff. And there's tons of stories like that. We need to do a podcast on just stuff like that. Because there are so many weird stories like that. I don't like that. <laughs> of what? Creepy children? Creepy children's stories. Like reincarnation creepy stuff like that. Well, you gotta think about it. Kids don't have any reason to lie about this stuff. Like yeah, that's the well when well when you're see, oh, but, maybe. but that that depends on what you're defining as a of what is a lie, because I think that kids are not necessarily lying, but active imagining. imagination. Yeah. They're just it's different than I'm saying. It's different than when an adult says I was kidnapped by UFOs and whatnot, just to get it to attention or something like that. UFOs are real. Yes, it's true. The Pentagon, Pentagon man, you seen those videos? Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen Captain those. Captain Fravor. I don't know what that is. He's but... the one that sh- no, he didn't shoot the video, but oh, crazy stuff, <laughs> crazy stuff. I had to go back and listen to the. Joe Rogan podcast on that one that he did like a couple years ago interviewing. You know, it was more like three or four years ago he did it. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. On the lines of like stupidest encounter stories I ever heard, I listened to one a couple days ago of this guy saying that aliens came into his room at night and he had like sleep paralysis while they were in there. And then to go along with the whole missing time thing, he's like, So the aliens came in, got probed, and I couldn't even leave my bed. I was like, I was frozen there. I was like, had paralysis and I couldn't move. And then he's like, next thing I remember, it was like 11 in the morning. And I was like, you just fell asleep. Like you were in your bed. You just fell asleep and woke up. But he's like, it was 11 in the morning. I had all this missing time. I'm like, you didn't leave your bed. You just fell asleep. It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. It's the weirdest thing. My alarm clock instantly went off. It was weird. It was just like the way that he wait, told he, it. But he said that some aliens came into his. He said they came room? in at like one in the morning, and then he's probably like, when he was falling asleep. Yeah, he's he was... like, he's like, I woke up because I heard something outside my room, and so I woke up and I saw these aliens come in, and then I was just frozen. Like they had me frozen there, and then the next thing I remember, I just woke up at like eleven <laughs> o'clock. I had all this missing time. I will say, like, if I asleep. if I had an experience like that where I'm in bed. And I feel like something came in my room, and then I woke wake up. Like, I would be doing everything I could in my mind to just rationalize it and explain it away. Like, oh, all it was was just my active imagination. It was just and a vacuum it, in the corner of the room. <laughs> yeah, there's no way that I would I would like try and entertain what it was. <laughs> nor would I go and like get hypnotherapy. 
Heck no. Like, I've I've listened to some interesting things about, um, I don't remember which podcast it was on. <clears throat> They're talking about uh, missing time. And they, a trip that they had, like, thoroughly planned out and left at a specific time to get at a specific place for an interview. Um, and it was supposed to take 45 minutes. They ended up taking three hours to get there. And it's, so the things that they explained, um, the guy was just talking about how he genuinely just doesn't want to think about it anymore because it's such like an out think of I've the heard ordinary of thing that you can't explain. Huh? I think I've heard of that before, that story. It, it's like, but it totally makes sense that if you can't rationally explain something that happened in your life and it's like eating up your thinking mm-hmm. to try and figure out what happened and you can't explain it and there's these weird things that happened. I can I can get how it would drive you crazy and you just don't want to talk about it anymore. Right. So who knows? There's probably a lot of quote-unquote encounters and things of the sort that are like not been reported or anything like that out there. <clears throat> Makes you wonder what has happened that people aren't talking about on the internet like like the other people are. Yeah. Like like the captain I told you, Frey, I think his name is Fraber. One second, I'll have it here, David Fraber. Commander David Fraber. Pentagon? Commander. Uh, I think he's in the Navy. He's a pilot in the Navy. Long story short, well, you've seen, you've seen the, those Right, the Pentagon videos. Yeah. Yeah. So... It wasn't too long ago that the... I inhaled full-throttle fumes. (laughs) Sorry, continue. You gotta keep your face away from the exhaust on the throttle. Oh, jeez. So, so those videos that came out, well, not they came out, but uh, the Pentagon somewhat recently confirmed that... Those were actual encounters. Right. Um, happened like four or five years ago. And Commander Fravor was one of the first on in those specific videos. Supposedly these things have been um, happening for years and years and years. And so Fravor's not like the first one to report this. But those videos that the Pentagon confirmed, he was the first pilot that made it to where those were filmed. So he and this other um, this other jet go out there. One jet is flying up high. He goes down low to get a better look at this thing that's flying over the over the ocean off the coast of San Diego. <clears throat> Sees that thing, then. The two of them go back because they only have got like 45 minutes of fuel in the jets. And so then a couple more jets come out, and those are the ones that videotaped it. But it was Commander Fravor that was out there first mm-hmm. and specifically saw these ones. And his story is crazy about exactly what he saw, the weird things going on with it. And it's a super good 
hmm. uh, podcast you should listen to. Might need to do an episode on the whole Pentagon videos and whatnot, maybe. Yeah. At some point. Man, that thing is so deep. <laughs> like, what well, is I it, mean, though? I mean, I guess you could do just, just, if you were to limit it to just those videos, then I think. Yeah. I think you could do that. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Well, should we move on to Florida? Yeah. Who's going to start this off? You seem very excited. I think you should start off. Let's hear what you got, Austin. Was I overly eager right there? Yeah, eager oh. McBeaver. <laughs> overly excited. I just want to share my story. <laughs> okay, so, down in the fine state of Florida, uh, which, by the way, seems like a dumpster fire posing as a state. Yeah, for real. <laughs> How's, how's that place still intact? <laughs> really, though. Sinkholes. Oh, I should have done sinkholes. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that would have been a good one. <laughs> we can do geometric anomalies on another. Ge- geographic. A geometric. <laughs> Those triangles, man. <laughs> geographic anomalies on another episode. Okay, so down in the fine state of Florida. Uh, there's a legend called the Devil's Chair, which is not unique to just Florida. Oh, but, really? Yeah. Have you guys ever heard? There's of the multiple Devil's Chair? Devil Chairs. Yeah. Are these thrones of Lucifer? Does he want them back? <laughs> yes and yes. <laughs> oh, is that it? Do I sit in it and nothing happens? That's it. There's a Devil's Chair. Cool. That's the whole story. Dope. And you become the Devil. Wow. Does the last like, person like, unbecome the devil or are there multiple devils? It's like the movie The Santa Claus. If you make the <laughs> devil person fall out of the chair, then you're the new devil and you have to sit in the chair. Is that like the one chair we talked about a while ago that they mind talk with someone across the world? Oh, that one was weird. That was wasn't that Montauk like part a, of Montauk? Yeah, there's a chair in Montauk base that connects with a chair in in England and you can like communicate supposedly if you were sitting both are sitting in a chair telepathically and And it's just the chair yeah or it's the aliens built the chairs aliens came down and helped them build the chair what What episode was that on montauk i listened to that one i don't remember anything about that we briefly mentioned it it's like just a little brief yeah it was like a 30 second might have been philadelphia experiment but i'm pretty sure it was montauk yeah one of those two they kind of morphed in the same episode in my mind Well, moving on to Florida, the devil's chair or haunted chair is a common thing in the U.S. in cemeteries. So back in the, this would have been the 1800s, it was common for chairs to be built in cemeteries. Uh, they commonly called them morning chairs for like, people to... Just kind of like a bench? Yeah, kind of like how you see bench monuments in cemeteries today. But it was a legitimate chair? Yeah, it was like a legit chair for people to sit on. and Like a like, stone? Like I made want, out of cemetery stone? So originally... I, w- I want that for my tombstone like this like a throne like a big armchair done (laughs) we'll make it happen so originally they were just temporary chairs that started to be built for people and family members to sit there and just like be next to the grave site and mourn but as time went on like mid to late 1800s they started to build the chairs out of stone and be more permanent there Mm-hmm. And kind of like a monument, kind of how you see today. Cemeteries, you'll see benches with inscriptions on them. And I thought like that, that that was just like a trendy thing nowadays. No, it was a thing back then, too. There's tons of old ones across the U.S. And there are, I mean, these are all across the yeah. world. There are accounts of devil's chairs all through Europe, uh, the U.S. 
I'm sure in Europe it's pretty common too because they have tons of old. Don't make me go there. back to the cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> Little do you know, Jack. We're Austin going... and I have been talking. <laughs> <laughs> you guys need to stop talking. <laughs> so there's, there's a nice place out in Echo. Isn't Echo, Echo. next to next to Tuilla? Where? What? Do you remember when we were talking, to my brother? Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. I do remember that. Yep. We're we're talking. We're planning live podcast. It's a good one. Oh, good. Okay, so Devil's Chair is in Casadega, Casadega, Florida, um, and it's a graveside bench. So I read a few reports that this was the actual grave, or that it was also graveside. I'm pretty sure it's just next to the grave, but it is a stone bench. Got it. That is next to this grave, and. So the story is that back in the late 1800s, these teenagers walked into a cemetery and they saw this old man sitting on a chair and he looked like he was crying and mourning. So they went up to talk to him and he wouldn't say anything back to them. And so they left the cemetery and went and told somebody about what they'd seen. And the police said that that man died like a few days before that. So they don't know what they saw. Um, but then they said that they went back to the cemetery and sat in the chair and that's when they could hear the devil's voice speaking to them. Wow. What did it say? So that, I don't know. I think. Kill him. No. <laughs> too, too far? Too much? And, and Did I cross a line far. there? <laughs> I mean, that's, see, the devil doesn't just go straight to murder, Ryan. He, <laughs> He sneaks in there little by little and just starts out with something simple like, hey, why don't you steal that pack of bubble gum right there? <laughs> um, no, I think it's, I personally think the voice of the devil would be different for everybody depending on what your specific temptations are. I bet he's got a hardcore southern accent. <laughs> I think he's English. Well, the devil did go down to Georgia, so. I think it's an English accent. <laughs> Mixture of the two. What if he's like a super fancy, like, like seventeen hundreds gentleman that speaks in old? <laughs> Good day, English, madame. Like. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I could see him wearing like a monocle. Like a fine day for some plunder and murdering. <laughs> well, all right then. Can't argue with that. Um, He'd definitely wear a bowler hat and a monocle. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Peanut, <laughs> devil's monocle. That'd be a cool. Scottish band name if we were Scottish. Devil Monocle. Devil's Monocle. Like a Viking metal band or something. A Viking metal band? You ever listen to Viking metal? No. Dude, Viking metal's legit. <laughs> yeah. You listen to Viking metal? I've listened to like one band. <laughs> um, okay, so the Devil's Chair, if you sit in it, supposedly you can hear the Devil's voice. What qualifies it? You said there's multiple. What qualifies one as being a devil's chair? You can hear the devil's voice. See, that's a Mm. good question. Uh, Supposedly, this chair was cursed by somebody. I don't know who. But it was a cursed chair. And if you sit in it, you can hear the devil's voice. And then, also, (laughs) within a few days of sitting in the chair, (laughs) you will have the devil appear unto you. In his form, we well, see him. His true form? Yes, his true form. Seems like a very poor idea. Right? There's no upside to so, any of that. So, the stories that I've heard is that the devil will appear to you 
anywhere. Just you don't if have you to be. Just if you sit in the on sit the bench. in the chair. So it's a hot day. You're walking through the cemetery, <laughs> and oh, my lands! It is hot out, and you just have to take a sit. My lands is my, that my lands? It is hot out, and then you take a sit on the bench because it's hot out, and the devil's gonna come and take your soul. Well, maybe maybe the devil's. Does he Un- understanding? Does he at least cut you a deal? <laughs> Maybe. Hey, you sat in my bench. Let's make a deal. <laughs> it's like I'll give you my like I'll give you whatever you want, but I get your soul, kind of thing. When 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 you die, I get whatever you want. You know, he says I get whatever I want, but I also get your soul. <laughs> That's what he says. Tell you what. Tell you that what. Sounds like something he heads. Say. I win. Tells you lose. <laughs> 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 sneaky, sneaky stuff. <laughs> it's like, come on, man, your life sucks already. It can't get any worse. Just give me your soul. Let's already let's, let's cut hey, to the chase. <laughs> if the devil ever asks you for a deal and says, "I'll give you whatever you want, but I get your soul after you die," wish for immortality. That way, oh. he never gets your soul. Hmm. Yeah, but then you become Davy Jones. But you win. <laughs> It's not yeah. about the, it's the. It's not about life. It's about the principle. It's the point of the matter. <laughs> okay, the point so. is you beat the devil at his own game. Have uh, <laughs> you guys seen that? Sorry, the, like someone posted a thing. It was just like his encounter with the devil. It's like the devil's like, hey, uh, I, you gave me your soul last week, and the guy's like, no take backs. <laughs> And he's just like, please, it's making me sad. <laughs> That's good. Okay, so the devil will appear unto you if you sit in the chair. Right. He can appear anywhere. I've heard reports of him appearing in the middle of the supermarket and freaking you out. Or Does everyone else see him? He, no, just oh. you. Just appears unto you. Maybe like, that's what? what happened to what's her face? Something lamb. Oh, Elisa Lamb Whoa. sat in the devil chair. You're in the supermarket. It's like, why is that person yelling at cabbage over there? <laughs> cabbage. But, we'll get to cabbage in a second. Why are we with always my story? That's the devil's cabbage, man. <laughs> the devil's, the devil's cabbage. cabbage. <laughs> okay, so um, this is a kind of like a teenage thing to do when you're out at night. You go and you sit in the devil's chair and. Would not recommend. And, and you do that, you know. And so, <laughs> what is so funny? I'm just imagining the whole scenario. Because you're, if you're a teenager, you're obviously bringing a girl to this. And so, <laughs> how are you gonna like? How are you? <laughs> like, what kind of moves are you gonna try and pull on the devil's chair? Well, that's why they call it the devil's chair. That's what the temptation is, man. All right. <laughs> We're getting somewhere. I could just see, like, yeah, never mind. I'm not getting into that. Um. So, the other strange thing about this chair, which made me laugh the first time I heard about it, but apparently the devil accepts offerings of beer on this chair, and so if you place a full beer on the chair, the next morning the beer will be completely gone, but the beer will be unopened. Does the so, devil have... Wow. Does he have a preference of, of beer? See, I don't know. I mean, he's the devil, so he's got to have some kind of standard for his beer, I'm sure. See, I feel like he wouldn't be a beer person. I think he'd be like hard whiskey. <laughs> Not that I've ever had any alcohol Gin, in my life. whiskey, something like but that. But I think Scotch. I feel like it'd be something harder. Scotch. Well, I'm sure if he's a Scotch guy, he would not turn down a beer. A free beer. Maybe a peppermint schnapps? 
What the heck is schnapps? Sounds like something I blow out of my nose. <laughs> Have you never heard of schnapps? I've heard of it. I just don't know what the heck it is. Well, I don't either. I've never heard drink this. Now what? Like middle-aged women keeping their liquor cabinets is schnapps. Yeah, that's it. Again, that sounds like something I snot rocket. <laughs> sounds like the name of the dog on Christmas vacation. Schlotz. <laughs> Isn't that his name? Or Snots or something? I don't remember his name. Um, schnapps is a thing. Schnapps. Okay, schnapps is a thing. Uh, so I think we need to go down to Florida and put a beer on this chair and see if it gets. Is there a closer devil's chair? Uh, there is one in Illinois, Iowa, Missouri, New York, Ohio, Vermont, and Italy. Sounds like Italy's going to be our best bet. Okay. <laughs> um. So yeah, we need to go to the devil's chair. Schnapps, a strong alcoholic drink resembling gin and often flavored with fruit. Uh, if you're down in Florida, go stick a beer on the chair and let us know. Yes, I'm curious. Don't sit in it, though. I, we're not going to tell you Ooh, to do that. Yeah, good call. But do do the beer thing. <laughs> I said do-do. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, what you got for us? All right, going to the cabbage. The cabbage. This is the Swamp Cabbage Man, otherwise known as the Skunk Ape. Um, I don't know. I was thinking about this. Why the heck would you call it a swamp cabbage man? And I don't think it's a swamp cabbage man. I think it's a swamp cabbage man. Because cabbage stinks. <laughs> See where I'm going with that? No, but really, have you have you ever had cabbage go bad in your fridge? I can't say that I have. Austin? No. <laughs> it is the freaking, it's like broccoli. Freaking worst smell ever. I don't frequent broccoli either. <laughs> Jack, when was the last time you had a vegetable? That's an excellent question. I ate a bagel today. Does that count? Was it an onion bagel, at least? Blueberry. Or an everything bagel? Blueberry. Wait, so if you eat an everything bagel, you're covered all day? Pretty much, yeah. It's got everything. All right. So, so what, does this got, what does this hairy man do? So this is Florida's or the South, because skunk ape is like... All through southern states, more or less, anywhere that it's kind of swampy. Swampy, foresty, everglades-y. Yeah, everglades-y. Everglades-y. Basically, Bigfoot of the South. Is he the same person? Well, no. Oh, great. So there's a Bigfoot and a swamp ape. Correct. So, er, from, yeah. from the coming from the uh, Skunk Ape Research Center... There's a research center? Which is... Just manned by one guy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that it's essentially a private business that he does where he's got some uh, foot casting, footprint casts of skunk apes and has collected other supposed pieces of evidence and then, of course, has his little trinket shop on the side. Of course. Of course. So, uh, yeah, the skunk ape, how it's different is it actually has four toes as opposed to, uh, the Bigfoot typical five toes. Basically, I, I look at the Bigfoot as closer to what a human would be. Skunk ape is closer to what a monkey would be. Got it. i seen a foot with four toes. Wait, what is that on? It's Creed. That's right. <laughs> Skunk Ape is Creed. <laughs> Illuminati confirmed. That's right. Uh, I don't think Creed is 
I don't think he's up to running <laughs> the Illuminati. <laughs> Who knows, man? <laughs> Just calling. Hey, I got this thing, this big thing going on. You want in or out? <laughs> so, Skunk Ape is. I have a an encounter Ooh. that I would like to read of this Skunk Ape. A person. Okay, this is a person's experience, and they found they found this skunk ape sent in the picture that they took and then wrote this letter with it to uh some authorities to try and get things figured out so they say dear sir or madam enclosed please find some pictures i took in late september or early october of 2000 my husband says he thinks it is an orangutan is someone missing an orangutan? It is <clears throat> It is hard to judge from the photos how big this creature actually is. Okay. Hard to judge from the photos how big this creature actually is. It is in a crouching position in the middle of standing up from where it was sitting. It froze as soon as the flash went off. I didn't see it as I took the first picture because it was so dark. As soon as the flash went off, for the second time, it stood up and started to move. I then heard the orangutan walk off into the bush. From where I was standing, I judge it as being about six and a half to seven feet tall in a kneeling position. As soon as I realized how close it was, I got back to the house. It had an awful smell that lasted well after it had left my yard. The orangutan was making deep whoop noises. It sounded much farther away than it turned out to be. If I had known it was so close to the hedgerow as it was, I wouldn't have walked up as close as I did. I'm a senior citizen, and if this animal had come out of the hedge after me, there wasn't a thing I could have done about it. I was about 10 feet away from it when it stood up. I'm concerned because my grandchildren like to come out, come down and explore in my backyard. An animal this big could hurt someone seriously. Uh, for two nights prior, it had been taking apples that my daughter had brought from up north off of our back porch. These pictures were taken on the third night it had raided my apples. It only came back one more night after that and took some apples that my husband and I left out in order to get a better look at it. So, um, the picture from this is, I would say, the most famous picture of the skunk ape. And it wouldn't surprise me if you've seen it, Jack, if you've ever looked up, like, any normal Bigfoot, um pictures or video that's the one that's actually the that's the first picture of it when the first flash went off then there's another one that looks pretty similar to it but his head is just a little bit higher nope that's the same one i think it's terrifying that one is just a little bit higher what i think Ooh. what i think is interesting so so this person keeps calling it an orangutan and I think that is a 
perfectly logical explanation of what this thing is. Because down in Florida, not only do they have crazy Florida man stories, but Florida man has crazy pets. And the reason that they have the python problem down there that they do is people like exotic creatures down in Florida and then they get too big and then they just release it out into the Everglades. So it wouldn't surprise me if someone had a pet orangutan and then got tired of it and then just released it. This is one of the pictures that came up when I googled skunk ape. <laughs> Monkey with a tutu? Yep. It's beautiful. <laughs> that thing's freaky, though. So that's the common thread in all these stories is that people will, uh, most of all, they will smell it that's why it gets its name skunk ape they say it either smells like a skunk or a wet dog or just some foul smelling creature and so the, all the other stories that i've seen someone's out in their backyard they hear some whooping and they smell that horrible scent my word he has one hairy dude so that is the skunk ape i, I mean if that's a fake picture, that's convincing. Yeah. I'm looking up pictures of orangutans and they're freaky too. So I don't I've never seen an orangutan that has such dark fur is the thing. Orangutan, let's see. Oh yeah, they're very orange. Yeah. Right. And that does not look similar. I mean, obviously it's a little similar, but the face is completely different. I think. Am I wrong there? That the face looks different? Yeah. They got that weird wide thing right next to their eyes. I don't see that on this dude. Oh, maybe I do. Well, the wide the wide things for males are usually just left to those that are the oldest. Um, if I'm not mistaken, those willy, the, willy, those really wide, um, like, skin features that come out on yeah. the sides are usually the dominant males that will grow that. Oh. Cuz I've never seen I've never seen another orangutan that didn't, that wasn't a dominant male that had a bunch of other females that it was over. I've never seen that, but I mean, I'm no expert on orangutans. Here's a picture of an orangutan face next to that. Uh ooh. Next to that skunk ape picture. Apparently the website is no longer available, but it looked fairly similar. Yeah, give, give me, give me, give me, give me a good look. <laughs> give me, give me. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's closer than what I was thinking. But yeah, <clears throat> that, that the fur or hair or whatever is way darker. Yeah, and way sh- like longer and shaggier. It looks like too. Yeah. How big do orangutans get though? Oh, um, those those super big ones. Like they're massive, massive, massive. Um, how tall do orangutans get? To me, it doesn't make sense that it would be seven feet tall while it's kneeling, but yeah, I don't live in Florida. Never seen it. Let's see, it says it says four and a half feet, five feet. Yeah. So this was she said it was ten feet. Right? When the massive ones, when they're standing, are only yeah, five like five feet. feet. What? Oh, really? That's what Google says. Google's wrong. <laughs> I mean, apes can probably get taller than that, but really, I thought they well. It's their personality. Their personality is bigger than what they are. 
Well, you, that's interesting. You've never said that about like a short person? Like, oh, they seem so much taller. Oh, it's their personality. <laughs> what does that have to do with no, their height? I've never said that person seems taller because their personality. <laughs> no. Like Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. He's short. He's, he's freaking very way short. short. I've never but, thought, huh. That man is so much taller just but because he, he is But nice. his personality and everything is, like, so huge, you never think that he's, like, 4'5". Oh, no, that's all that's I like think. That's, like, his famous thing him. is that he's 4'5". Like, is that really how tall he is? No. 5'2 <laughs> or something? <laughs> I don't know how big he is. He's good at basketball, though. Have you ever seen yeah, those videos? He's, yeah, he's 5'4". He's way good at basketball. It's good stuff. What's your story, Jack? My story is less of an urban legend and more of a mystery. These ones are my favorites, I think. The urban legends are fun, but there's just not enough meat on them. So I'd leave that to you guys. Well, I, I'm going to... This one is uh, the mystery of Diane Louise Augat. Well, here's the story. i got to get in prime position story reading position okay so diane augat a-u-g-a-t how would you say that augat augat yeah augat 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 okay diane augat or would that just be ought a-u-g-h-t no a-u-g-a-t oh a-t never mind uh, she was 40-year-old mother who lived on Chesapeake Drive, or Chesapeake Bay Drive, in Odessa, which is a small uh, town about 25 miles north of Tampa. She was, uh, she was a, a, a meticulous housewife, and she was married to a man named Frederick. When she was about 30 years old, she was diagnosed with a bipolar disorder. Uh, I mean, well, you know, everyone knows what bipolar is. Uh, and it caused her to have drastic swings between episodes of crushing depression and manic highs. She had a particularly severe case, which eventually led to her losing custody of her children in 1988. Uh, Frederick then divorced her in 1991, and her spiral and she went spiraling into drugs and you know the like because of it. Naturally, naturally. <clears throat> I mean, what does one do in that situation and live in Florida? Other than drugs. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and according to her mother, Mildred, uh, she was constantly on and off of her medication, and it was difficult to be around her when she wasn't taking it, which, you know, that makes sense, because if she's a druggie and an alcoholic and bipolar off of her meds, that's just not a great combo. Nope. Especially nope. if you're a Florida person. No offense, Florida people, but, you know, Florida man. And Florida woman. Florida woman. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, by April of 1998, she was just a full-blown alcoholic, and it involuntary committed, had been been involuntary committed 32 times. What? Wait. And she's how old? Like 30, right? Uh, no, she was 30 in the 80s. She was 40 at this when time. When she was committed 30-something times. Yes. So 41, I think. Involuntarily? That's a little... What do you mean? Well, I, I don't know. Maybe three strikes, you're out. That's my opinion. <laughs> mm. Crazy once, crazy twice, crazy three times? Lock her up. 32 times? Throw away the key. Um, uh, after her release from the mental health facility, she went to stay with her sister, Deborah, in uh, 
the town of Hudson, about 20 miles northeast of, of northwest of Odessa. Uh, Deborah last saw her at 11 a.m. on April 10th of 1998, when Deborah headed out of the house for a doctor's appointment. Diane was seen later that day at a hayloft pub on Little Road, approximately three miles from Deborah's home, but left when the bartender cut her off because she was walking in circles. That jerk. I mean, she probably had good intentions. At around 4 p.m. on the 11th, the next day, uh, a motorist saw Diane walking north on US-19 near New York Avenue. It's a funny name for a, a, a place in... Hey, you gotta not, get gotta get near. the big names to right? like jazz up the place. Sometime between April 11th and April 14th, remember she went missing on the 10th. Diane was seen at the now defunct Coral Sands Motel on US 19 and Maryland Avenue. There are few to no details about this sighting, not even an exact date, but it would prove to be one of the most important sightings due to later events. On April 14th, a waitress saw Diane eating lunch at the inn on the Gulf, Ho- on the Gulf Hotel. Later that night, Mildred came home. Uh, Mildred's her mother again. She came home to an alarming message on her voicemail. It was Diane, obviously distressed, saying, Help, help, let me out. Then there was a scuffling noise that sounded as if someone was trying to wrestle the phone away from her. The last thing Diane said before the call was terminated was, hey, give me that. Was it a gun? I'm guessing the phone. The guy... Oh, so it wasn't her voice saying, hey, give me that. It no, was... it was. Oh, yeah, no, it's his last thing <clears throat> Diane said before. Yeah. So I'm guessing someone took the phone from her to hang oh, it up. Oh, gotcha. And she was like, hey, give me that back kind of thing. Uh, anyway, detectives were never able to trace the phone call, and the caller ID said it came from Starlight. Is that a motel? Is that a town? Uh, hold on. <laughs> sometimes referred Details. to... Uh, <laughs> sometimes referred to as a business in the Odessa area. Huh. So, a search... So, how is it sometimes a business? <laughs> I don't know, it's just what I, what I found. Okay. Um... Because there were at least six businesses with the name Starlight within a 45-mile range. Wow. It's apparently a very <laughs> common name. Just go go down past a uh, couple streets down past uh, Starlight. You're going to take a left. Keep going until you hit Starlight. And take a right. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, so <laughs> they kind of looked through those, but nothing really came of it. But at about 4 p.m. on April 15th, so the next day after that, a woman was walking to work and found a severed human fingertip Eek. lying on the ground. Was along it in her Wendy's chili? <laughs> Ew. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well done. Zing to Wendy's. That was a good one. No, but the gross thing is it. that the person cut that off of a relative, off a dead relative and oh, planted really? it in. Yeah. It's crazy. I didn't know that. Like, ugh. That's pretty sick. Like, you cut it off your own dead relative to, like, get some cash. Did they, like, go dig up their grave to find the body? Or was it, like, a recently deceased? I'm sure it's recently deceased and they're just at a viewing and then they just look around and (laughs) cut it off. 
Weird. Quite. Sorry, go on with oh, your story. Yeah. Fingertip. Uh, yes, fingertip. Uh, the woman assumed the woman that found it assumed it was fake, but mentioned the discovery to her boyfriend later that night, who went out to search the next day and found it. Uh, its print would later be matched to Diane's right middle finger. They Some, got her prints. I mean, she's been institutionalized thirty-two yeah, good times, call. Good call. so yep, probably. Yep. Uh, sometime between April 10th and 18th, so anytime from the day she went missing to a week later, someone burglarized Diane's house, and but the exact date isn't known, and it's not clear what items were stolen. The break-in may or may not have had anything to do with her disappearance. That is also unknown, and detect- detectives suggest that the culprits may have been local youths who hung out with Diane and had been given permission to party in her home. Those local youths, man. They're always stirring up trouble. Always. On April 18th, the manager of the Totally Convenience Store... (laughs) It's a great name. (laughs) (laughs) I bet that guy was just high every day. (laughs) The, uh, The mayor, I'm sure, is like... We got too many starlights. We got total. Convi- we got a jazz. Let's call this one New York Avenue. <laughs> we need something different. It's not like totally convenience store. It's like if you saw the sign, it would say totally convenience. Oh, that's the name of the store. Totally convenience. Yep. Not totally convenient. It's Florida. Nope. Convenience. That's sad. <laughs> See, he had a, he had an opportunity there, and he swung and he missed big time. It's Florida. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the manager of Totally Convenience, uh, where Deborah worked, discovered the a plastic bag of neatly folded clothing hidden inside the outdoor freezer behind the store. She became suspicious and showed them to Deborah, the sister, who immediately recognized the clothes as some she had recently given to her sister. The convenience store was located approximately one mile north of Diane's home. So, for some reason, there was neatly folded clothing. So, the real question is, at this time, did totally convenience, then, at the same moment, spontaneously get an increased amount of hot dogs? In their supply. Hmm. Unknown. Or breakfast burritos. No comment. Why'd you have to take it so dark like that? It's Florida. On November 24th of 2000, this is two years later, the Tampa Bay Times published a front page article about her case, and the very next day, Diane's brother's girlfriend... You got that? Diane's brother's brother's girlfriend? His name was Terry. Walked into uh, Circle K on... Wait, wait, wait. The girl's name is Terry? No, Diane's brother's girlfriend is named Terry. Yeah, that's what I said. Yes. Oh, yeah, sorry. So this is yeah. the girl, Terry, walking in. Yes, she walked into a oh. Circle K on US-19 and discovered a plastic Ziploc with the name Diane written on the in black Sharpie so it was sitting on the lobby counter. Inside the bag were a tube of lipstick a bottle of Taboo perfume, and a container of generic toothpaste, which had been issued by the mental facility Diane was released from weeks before her disappearance. She took the bag to Mildred, who identified them, the items, as Diane's. So, 
for some reason, two and a half years later, they find this bag with stuff in it. Belonging to her. Years later. At a Circle K. Is that a gas station? Yes. It's like uh, a Maverick. That's what I thought. Interesting, the, interestingly, the Circle K is next to the Viva Villas neighborhood, an area Diane used to frequent. Three months before she disappeared, she had been picked up by the police in the neighborhood because she was wandering around in a manic state. Um, and then in June of 2001, so we're three years past now, Deborah received a call from detectives who wanted to let her know that a suspect in Diane's case has been arrested for another murder. Is how many years later? Three. Um, Then at 4 a.m. on June 27th of 2001, so that same month, two masked gunmen broke into Coral Sands Motel, which was managed by 52-year-old Gary Robert Evers and his girlfriend. Also in my second grade class? Hmm. The gunman beat and pistol-whipped Rose, his girlfriend, but fled when Evers burst into the room with his own gun. So, I don't, I don't know how that's related, but apparently it is. I think he's a gangster. You don't pistol-whip someone unless you're, like, mobster. That's my opinion. So that Evers guy, he was, uh... She's thug nasty. He invited Todd Kramers, a man who Evers believed was involved in that break-in, into his home office behind the motel. His name was Cammers. His last name was Cammers. And he had a history of burglary and supposedly, quote-unquote, ran the neighborhood. So you're, Lobster! You, yeah. Uh, Evers believed that the gunmen wore masks because they knew they'd be able to recognize them. Cammers repeatedly denied being involved. But in, but despite his denials, Evers took out a nine mil from his uh, and two unloaded clips, and, and or sorry, unloaded two full clips into the man's face and upper body. Oh, this gangster, for sure, mob. So, someone breaks into your motel, and so you're like, I think it was this guy. Wait, and this, just... that's the whole story? No, 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 no. Oh, no. Okay. How much do you have to hate somebody to unload a full clip into their face and be like, you know what? They need another. a couple more. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Uh, Then a witness saw this. Well, I guess heard this and saw there was gun shooting and, you know, called the police. And uh, turns out Cameras was telling the truth and he was innocent. And two other men would be uh, charged with the murder or the robbery a few months later. Yeah. So, he died for nothing. That sucks. But, uh, but because of this, detectives were, you know, studying that, uh, Evers guy, and he became a suspect in Diane's case. This is how many years later? Like, three years after? Three and a half. But they wouldn't disclose what, uh, made him a suspect, which was kind of weird. Hmm. But apparently he was, but we don't know why. Uh, one of the last places Diane was seen alive was the Coral Sands, and her Ford, her fingertip was found a block north of the motel. So that's all we know how it could be connected. Okay, I got a theory. You ready? Maybe. She makes the phone call on her cell phone where the message comes into play, yes? Right. And she says, hey, give that back. The guy takes her phone. He kills her there. 
but needs to unlock her phone. But not just to unlock her phone like he's got to get rid of the body, but he needs con- to continually unlock her phone. What does he do? Cuts her finger off this, so that he can unlock her phone. This is 1999. All right. You just blew or ni- it out. 98. I don't think they had fingerprint scanners yeah. back then. Yeah, she probably didn't have a cell phone. Probably not. You should have just let me go with it. Yeah, I could have. See, I had something there. Did you, though? No, no. <laughs> there was nothing here's, there. Here's my theory. It had been a long time since he'd felt the touch of a woman. Oh, oh, no. So no, 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 no. This, just... is, this is too much. I can't, I can't. This is gross. He this just, is so gross. He just kept that finger to Chris's cheek no. with every once in a while. <laughs> That's so bad. Just happened to misplace it. Yeah. A block north. Yep, he went to the Circle K one day, just feeling a little lonely, and he needed that little little caress of the finger. Oh, so bad. And he dropped so it somewhere gross. along the way. Ugh. Um, but so this Evers guy, but he didn't. He never had a criminal record of any kind up until he unloaded two clips into a man. <laughs> you don't just jump from nothing to shooting a guy in the face. With he had never been arrested at before. Least then twelve bullets. Well, I don't know. Maybe like as soon as I don't know because I feel like if you're gonna do it and you're like you've already crossed that it makes sense to me that someone would just like all right I'm already here like let's just keep going. Uh, never, never get on Ryan's bad side. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, so he was never charged with being in relation of Diane's disappearance, but in 2004 he was convicted of first degree murder and sentenced to life without parole, where he died in prison in 2012 uh but since then there have been no major developments in her case and she's never no more remains or body or anything of her has ever been seen since still a cold case mm. she's probably closed by now and but he never gave up any info or anything nope did he just die of natural causes that i'm not sure if i did not go into too much about him being in prison he was 52 so young, eight, eight years in prison, 60. It's not terribly old. Prison conditions probably aren't great in Florida. I don't know. It's sunny down there. Not in prison. It's hot and humid, though, too. So people uh, like... I, I found this a lot on like Reddit and stuff like that. People like this case because of the weird little things like fingertip. Um, how two years later, there was just all of a sudden a bag of her stuff on a counter... They found neatly folded clothes of hers in a freezer where she worked. Ooh. It's hot in Florida. Maybe she... She didn't get in the freezer, no. No, 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 no. Sometimes... Okay, so when I was growing up, I didn't understand it, but my brother would take his pillow and would put it in the freezer. I do that. It's nice. Never heard of that in my entire life. Kind of want to try it now. You never have to flip over your pillow. It's... <laughs> I've done it a I haven't done it in like a long time since I was like maybe twelve or something. But just imagine going into work and putting on some ice cold clothes. (laughs) It's a weird thing to say. (laughs) It's like throwing your clothes in the dryer on a cold winter day. Just throw them in the freezer on a hot summer day. So my work does not have any air conditioning and (laughs) and all the machines are like constantly putting out heat constantly uh work in a cabinet place is it warmer than your house oh yeah really easily 
So it's like, so a couple weeks ago or last week when it was 100 degrees for the entire week, it was hotter in the in our shop than it was outside. Should probably, you know, do something about that. Well, call the Better Business Bureau or something. <laughs> the boss is working on getting a new place and combining shops, but it's a big shop, and it would be ridiculously expensive to install. Oh, we don't want to charge people <laughs> money for comfort. That'd be ridiculous. I'm just saying, it's ridiculously hot. So. I might unload two clips into someone's face in order to get some frozen clothes on on a day like that. Jeez. You never cross Ryan, because I know for a fact the only gun he has is a 12-gauge. So if he unloaded his 12-gauge into our faces, there's no way that we would live. Yeah. I, I could take it. <laughs> so I, I shoot myself every week to build a resilience. <laughs> like it's like venom to build up the antibodies. Yep. Have you seen that bullets. meme? <laughs> the meme where it's two girls talking and they're like, "Why do men live longer than, or why do women live so much longer than men?" And then the next thing is two men and one of them has a garbage can lid and he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna shoot you. We'll see if the garbage can lid stops the bullet." <laughs> <laughs> it's... That's got me thinking now. Next guy's night. <laughs> we'll try different calibers versus different types and thicknesses of metal. Well, I'm wondering how much jello I could hold in front of me. What? How much hold? jello you how, can how, hold? I mean, like, have in front of me and it stop a bullet. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what? How much can fit in my two hands? <laughs> just want to know how much jello i can grab i make a lot of money on youtube making videos like that there's there's a guy in utah that uh filled his pool with jello but he's like oh. hi he's like a physics major or something like that he and it took him forever to get the temperature right and everything right and do it on the right day because of the temperature outside and i how. think i saw that video yeah, i remember it was a really long video that yeah. was like Skip, skip, skip. I remember skip, he skip, had to, to wait. In, he had to wait until like a a winter day, uh-huh, uh-huh. or not winter, but like it had to be like to make jello. You have to yep. boil the water, and then you have to f- make it really cold. Right. So he boiled it, poured it in there, and then let it sit overnight in like a uh-huh. winter night kind of thing, and it still didn't work super great. Uh-huh. But it was like, did he swim close. in the jello? He did. He did. It's crazy, dude. Did it? Did he just fall right through? I don't know. Imagine drowning in jello. You wouldn't be able to get out of that. Right? Yeah. It was, well, I, I mean, like the more he moved it, it broke up pretty easily and kind of became a liquid after a little while, especially because the sun was above and it started like melting it. Yeah, that's right. It did start to get pretty liquidy. Like it seemed like as soon as he got in there after the first couple minutes, then it all just kind of like settled and liquefied. It was like the ch- tiny little chunks. Okay. And so then it was... It was basically an Orbeez soothing spa. I want to swim in Orbeez so bad. (laughs) What the heck is that? Those little water gel beads. Did you see the video of the guy that uh, shoved a bunch of those down his... I think he flushed them down his toilet or something. Oh, it broke everything, didn't it? the whole neighborhood sewer system. Yeah. Yeah. So he (laughs) filled his toilet with Orbeez and then flushed them all down. And then he had them coming up like out of his bathtub and out of his sink. And then he had like poop coming out of his sink in his toilet. (laughs) And then he walked, like it showed him walking outside to this, like the 
sewer grate, and they were just coming out of the sewer grate and like messed everything up. They're just tiny little beads, but if you soak them in water, they grow. It'll be like ten times their size, which isn't big. They become what? like a marble. What they're, the they're heck? Fun to squeeze and play around with. All them. right, we need to we need to order these. We should swim in Orbeez. Do they have giant Orbeez? Okay, have you guys seen those edible water pods that they make? Oh yeah, I heard about um, that. No, it's like a giant Orbeez. They make it out of a certain kind of algae, so it's just an edible pod that's filled with water. Oh edible it's a little water pod so they use them for like i saw one marathon where they had them instead of cups because you just toss them in your mouth and then you can break it you break it and it strength the the water and yeah just dissolves the casing when you break it open and but it's like an edible water pod how does it dissolve the thing in your mouth but not by itself i'm guessing the inside is lined yeah maybe saliva the enzymes in the mouth. Enzymes are a powerful thing, Ryan. Technology. <clears throat> yes. Biological technology. Well, they're not they're not hexagons, so I don't think they're quite technology. But <laughs> I really want to try one though. I think that'd be fun to just like bite down That's on them. Weird. Huh. Yeah. Well, I'll put in uh my last two cents. Let's hear it. Uh it's not anything like specifically prepared just me ranting on what is going on with freaking sinkholes in florida yeah i don't know anything about that you really don't know dude sinkholes in florida are like a legit just just look up florida sinkhole images just geographic anomaly geometric Ge- <laughs> geographic like swallowing whole houses or just like random little sinkholes that people fall into. There was a story I saw of a guy just driving down the road and a huge one just swallowed like the whole section of this road and he had to slam on his brakes and like he was on the edge of the hole and would have died. <laughs> but it just swallowed like the entire width of the road. Jeez. That's okay. Crazy. Check out this map. This map. This map, every single one of those dots is a sinkhole. That's a lot. And you can zoom out a little bit and you see the whole state. Jeez. That is, that's insane. I could not freaking live. I don't know how Nate lives down there. I legitimately would be constantly fearful, like, is my next step my last? Yeah, it's... And I think we talked another time about, like... The different videos of in Asia, they're at a bus stop. And... I remember talking about yeah. that one. That one was crazy. But yeah, no, sinkholes are scary. Couldn't live there. I'm pretty sure this is the one that um, I was telling you about. Let me, oh, I just lost the picture. Let me see. It's gone now. Sorry. I'll find it again. <laughs> well, I got to pee. We got anything else to say before we wrap things up? Um, this is it. Oh, that's goo! <laughs> oh, wow! Can you imagine being that guy? No, just teetering. He's literally like he has two more inches, in and he'd be gone. Yeah. One wheel hanging over the sinkhole. Yeah. Yep, he would have been a goner for sure. It's crazy.
Move out of Florida. Just don't come to Utah. Yeah. Go it's to full. like... We're fine here. Go to Missouri or something. Missouri. Utah sucks, they, man. You guys were made for each other. live in Utah. I hear Idaho's the place. Idaho is the place, yeah. Utah's definitely not the place. Yeah. We got any dad jokes for this episode? We haven't done one in it forever. Ooh. Ooh. Not on top of my head. I need to finish it with a dad joke. Ryan, what do you got for me? Okay. I was looking at this one recently. By recently, I mean two seconds ago. Here we go. Oh, that's a dumb one. But hey, it fits in with Florida. <laughs> what do you call an alligator in a vest? An investigator. Nah. <laughs> Florida. That's a good one. That's so cheesy. Not even cheesy. Like That's just dumb. Well, uh, let us know of your Florida encounters. If you've met up with a skunk ape or fallen into a sinkhole. Uh, send us a message. <laughs> I'm in a sinkhole. Please help. <laughs> yeah. Message us first. We'll call emergency. I've got a better dad joke. Okay. Two hot dogs are walking down the street. One suddenly turns the other one and says, Mike, your wiener is showing. (laughs) 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 Love it. Two muffins are sitting in an oven. And one turns to the other and says, it's getting hot in here. And the other says, oh my gosh, a talking muffin. (laughs) That's a classic. And good night. <laughs> good night. Send us your stuff. <laughs>